The following podcast contains swearing, spoilers, and it is all our own opinion. What's going on, guys? I'm Josh. And I'm Kate. And this is Pilot Era, the show you're only listening to because you can't be watching TV right now. We've just come straight off set. We have come straight off set. You could <laughs> call it, it that. Makes it sound like our podcast is getting adapted to a film or something. Not quite that interesting. Would people watch this as a film? I don't know quite I think what it, works. it would involve. It works much better as a podcast. Well, we've started... Well, we're going to start a YouTube channel. And it's going to be called Pilot Era. Yep. But the videos are going to be called Pajama Era. So basically what's going to happen is that on YouTube... You'll be able to find our podcasts as well very soon, alongside what we've dubbed Pilot Era's Pajama Era, which will be us wearing pajamas in bed and actually watching the shows. You still have your uh, part of your pajamas on. Yeah, I've got my my face mask. What do you call it? Sleeping mask. Your sleeping mask on your head. Yeah, it's a little cat one. It's pretty cute. You just wearing it for posterity or? Yeah, it kind of keeps my fringe out my face too. Oh, fair enough. So it's good. It's like a little hairband. Cool. So look out for that, guys. Um, we'll let you know, of course, when it's out, probably on Insta and Facebook. So it went okay. It was a bit weird. It was a bit weird, but I think that's because the pilot we're going to talk about today was about half as long yeah, it was as we so thought it was going to be. So this one's on the end of the fucking world, as you can probably tell from the title. Yep. We didn't realize it was only 20 minutes long. We thought no. it was going to be 40 minutes. So it got to the end. We're like, oh, that was it. We didn't really say it. much. <laughs> so the first one might be a trial, more like an ad for what's to come. Might be a little boring, but you'll get to see our beautiful faces, That's which true. are not really all that much to behold, but... Well, Kate's a babe. Yeah, you think. Mate, I'm, well, I can see you. <laughs> We're sitting across from each other at a table. With our own microphones, no less. That's right. So I finally worked out how we could have one microphone each. So we're going to see how this goes. We're just improving by the day. That's right. We're getting there, guys. We're making it. We're making it happen. This wine is terrible. Is it? Mm. Is it terrible or is it terrible with ice? I put ice in it because it's terrible. Oh, that's always a good sign. To make it colder so it's easier to drink. (laughs) Gross. Well, this is what happens when you pick a $7 wine based on the label, I guess. Yeah, but it was reduced from 12, so I thought it was okay. And it had a monkey on it, so I thought I couldn't go wrong. So it's a monkey wine. Mm. You gotta stick to classics, though. Torricello. A bit of an ad. But I finished that one. <laughs> you bought that for me for Valentine's Day. I did. It was Valentine's Day very recently. My favourite wine. Yep. Kate got a, ba- a bag of her favourite things, which of course included two boxes of cheddar shapes, a bottle of wine, a block of caramel chocolate, and two packs of twosies. <laughs> yeah, it was such a nice little gift. And thankfully the ca- the caramel... What is it? I always want to call it caramello, but that's Caramilk. different. Caramilk. Thankfully, it wasn't one of the best befores that was recalled because of plastic being Yeah, a recently recalled item I bought you for Valentine's Day. Yeah, How I romantic. It, I saw it on Facebook. I was like, oh, shit. But yeah, ours was like the batch after it must have been because the best before for ours is only like two days after the one that we got, got recalled. So yeah, we just missed out on the plastic. That's all right. I've only actually had one block of that. I'm not even sure if I like it. So this is that new chocolate they've brought out. It's yeah. like milk chocolate, but it tastes like caramel. And it's yellow. Yeah, it's weird. And apparently it's a huge thing in New Zealand. Because mm. we, when we went to the supermarket a few weeks ago, 
this woman in front of us literally bought about 10 blocks. <laughs> she did. And she was talking to the um, the cashier about it. She's, She's like, oh my God, I'm from New Zealand and you can't get this chocolate here. We've only just released it. And so, yeah, everyone's going mints over this caramel. And I don't really think it's that great. But Well, maybe you really, grew up with it. It's so sweet. Well, yeah, that's probably why. We've been big into movies for the last two weeks, haven't we? I know. Every time we talk about movies, we're like, we never watch movies. We always watch television. And now we've got, how many have we got written down here? Five. Five. Five movies that we've watched in the last couple of weeks. Crazy. Hold on to your hats, guys. <laughs> last night we watched one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it was amazing. Lego Batman. Lego Batman, it was actually incredible. If you haven't seen it, I fervently recommend that you go and watch it. It was just so in your face the whole time. But it was hilarious. And it's Will Arnett. There's so some really good people there. in it. And who's Robin? Michael Sarah. Yeah, Michael Sarah. So Sarah is Robin. It was a great movie. It was a lot funnier than I thought, and it was real meta. Like they made a lot of jokes about themselves and about other comics and yeah, they make fun of bigger storylines yeah. and and they make fun of like the movies. Yeah, they make fun of the movie industry, but they make fun. It's like a parody of the movie industry, but a parody of itself at the same time. It was crazy. <laughs> what was your favorite part? Oh, I couldn't pinpoint a part because it's just like so fast. And it's just like next thing, next thing, next thing, next thing. Yeah, it was real like pow, pow, pow in your yeah. face, one hundred, one hundred. Like, yeah. and if you think it's going to calm full down, energy, if you are watching it and you think it's going to calm down, it doesn't. I think the bit that we've referenced the most was a very, very simple part. And it's just where Alfred sneaks up on the female Commissioner Gordon and she gets a bit of a fright. Yeah. <laughs> because he comes out of nowhere. It's just classic, really simple. There's like, just all these really little bits that just get you. Yeah. It was real our humour. Yeah. It was right on point. For and all the characters are cool. I liked how Batman and the Commissioner didn't end up at the end and end up together at the end. Yeah, they're not supposed to. Yeah, but I like that. That was good. Like that wasn't the point of the film. Yeah, it wasn't like a love story, which was good. Yeah, I think uh, people are pouring a lot of money and like a lot of talent into movies that are made for kids, so that they're the best. Their parents can enjoy them. Yeah. So they're amazing now. I wonder what Lego Batman got on IMDb. Have a little squizzle. Seven point three. Oh, it deserves more than that. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, it has some other, like, pretty high-profile people. Like, Zach Galifianakis is in it. That um, woman, Jenny Slate. Jason Mantzoukas, who's that guy in The Good Place. Yeah, yeah. Um, Janet's boyfriend or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Conan O'Brien, Doug Benson, Zoe Kravitz. Doug, who is Doug Benson in it? Bane. <laughs> That's what I don't understand, because lots oh of these people... What, who was it? Bang. Whoever played King Kong was like a yeah, someone played Seth Green played King Kong. Yeah, and he has and one like, like one line. Jermaine Clement played a uh, Sauron. Jesus. <laughs> Eddie Izzard, Voldemort. They just got everyone involved in this. Yeah, it and wouldn't they wouldn't have, have even had lines. Like some of them would have just gone like ah, and then yeah. they would have like voice modded it to sound like you know King Kong or whatever. Yeah, did so the, dumb. Did the Vin Diesel in Guardians of the Galaxy? Thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it was amazing. So funny. Yeah, I'd really like to watch it again, actually, because we watched it last night, had a few drinks, and you kind of, like, missed stuff as well, because it was a very, I want to say subtle, but it's not subtle, because it's really in your face, but there's a lot of subtleties 
in the background well. That's the best best way to do it. Yeah. Because you have no idea. Like, it's so intense all the time. And it doesn't stop. Like, Mm. we thought, oh, it'll be like this for a bit. And then it just didn't stop doing that the whole time. (laughs) I feel like if we watch it again, you'll notice a lot of things that you didn't notice the first time. Maybe we should watch it again after this. Oh, I don't know. Might leave it for a little bit. Watch it next weekend or something. Definitely recommend it. Yeah, as you said, kids' movies are really just kicking goals now. Yeah. Because other films, you know, live-action films, it just seems like they're rehashing things, making sequels, and there's some real good original content coming out yeah. in, you know, animation format. We also watched Kubo, which is another great example of using money in the right place. It definitely it shot to the top of your favourites list pretty fast. Oh my gosh. I watched it. I was obsessed with this film. When I watched it, I was just like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. The script was amazing. It looked beautiful. Yep. Like the animation is claymation, right? Yeah, it's claymation. It's, what, but, it's sort of what you can do with it now. Yeah, seamless claymation. Like if, you know, if you didn't know, it could have been all CGI or whatever. Like well, it's had, just... Yeah, it had that hint of what claymation is, but nowhere near. Yeah, I mean, compare this to Chicken Run or like Wallace yeah. and Gromit or whatever. And it's just crazy what they can do. Even the textures that you get. Yeah. In um like the monkey's fur and stuff. It's just amazing. It was crazy. And it also made you cry. Quite a oh few my times. god, I cried so much. It's <laughs> it's just so intense and emotional and I really felt everything in that movie. Well it's more like an old the script is written more like an old Japanese movie. Where it's not yeah, like, like a fable kind of thing. Yeah, it's not like a build to a positive end or anything. Or not the most positive end, but it's like it's sad. It's a sad story, mm. and it stays pretty sad the whole time. But at the end, it feels closed out, and everything's done that's supposed to be done. But man, it's not happy. No, yeah, pretty depressing ending, but rewarding to watch. Very yeah. cathartic. It was a great movie. There's actually quite a lot of good comedy in it too. Like, just not a lot of comedy. It was mostly quite a serious film, but yeah, there were some little quips here and there that was quite entertaining. Still a kid's movie. I don't know how kids could not get devastated watching. I guess that kind of stuff goes over the hedge, like death and... Yeah, I don't know. I really want to watch it again as well. 7.8 out of 10. That's the same as Lego Batman, wasn't it? Oh, Charlize Theron. Yeah, Charlize Theron. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, the Matthew McConaughey thing was just like... it. That nearly took me out of the movie, that it was Matthew McConaughey. Really? I couldn't yeah. even really tell his voice was Matthew McConaughey. Oh, no, I know, I was struggling. <laughs> but he plays a stupid character, so it's fine. I loved it. They've got in the more like this Moana, which we really want to watch. We should really watch that. 7.6. They've got a worse score. Zootopia, 8. Anyway, I love kids' movies, and... This had so much substance. I loved it. Go and watch it. it I've brief. been telling everyone about it, and I'm like, I've got the DVD, you can borrow it from me, and everyone's just like, haha, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Jack said he'd seen it. Yeah, it's brilliant. My brother Jack. Yeah. And he, he said he really liked it. Because he's really into, like, the way films look, you know? He really likes, um, like, arty movies. Yeah. Like that movie Mother with Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, okay. Yeah, he likes some real arty films, so he appreciated the beauty of this film. So did I. Well, that's good. <laughs> what? But it was a good movie. You should definitely go and watch it. Maybe what not with sense? your kids. <laughs> well, it's just depressing. Like, 
If I watched it with children, I'd just be bawling my eyes out and they'd be like, Mommy, are you okay? And then, of course, you'd think they were possessed because (laughs) that's what you think of all children who speak like that. Yeah, that was pretty creepy how I said that, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Mommy, can I have a drink of water? Damn demon! (laughs) Get out of this house! (laughs) Keep holy water by the bed, just throw it at them. Especially when you just drop kicking a kid (laughs) at some point. It's like, I had a nightmare. Me too, boof! I saw this video on the internet yesterday of this little cat. Did you see it? And it was sitting at the top of an escalator. No. And it was sitting on like the metal bit, you know, when you get off the escalator because it's warm because they, because there's mechanics under there. Yeah. And cats love sitting on warm stuff. So all these people are just coming up the escalator and they're like, oh, it's like <laughs> a, a, a cat sitting right there, not giving two fucks, just sitting there just like, yep, go around, step over me. <laughs> I don't remember why I said that, but, oh, because people were saying that they like, in the comments, they're like, oh, I would have just fucking drop kicked that cat. Jesus. Like, don't say that. It's a cat. It's a little cat. Yes. Pick it up and give it a cuddle. It's, it's cold. Oh. <laughs> I got a bit upset by that. Nobody kicked the cat. No. No one kicked the cat. Everyone just walked around. <laughs> yeah, as you should. Yeah. Give it a little pat and move on. Yeah. No one patted it. I would have patted it. You would have taken it home. Then they have another cat. <laughs> Mate, I will walk, like, literally... 200 meters out of my way to go pat a cat <laughs> i do that basically every day of my life yeah like that orange cat that i saw up around the corner the other day and up i was just about to, well, i was just like walking home from the station and i was about to get to our door and i saw a cat and i was like oh and just followed it just kept walking <laughs> i just patted it for a bit it was a really big cat it was cute i miss uh, I, every time i walk past that house where i know spencer and penny live i'm always like yeah but they they might be doing their rounds yeah or they're eating their dinner or something because i always go past there at like six o'clock so they're probably chowing down you never know i should take some treats over there that's not a good thing to do steal (laughs) someone else's cats cats. (laughs) jesus i woke up today and you were watching a pretty um i think what could be called shithouse movie (laughs) (sighs) The Open House, Netflix original, starring that kid from 13 Reasons Why. And that's sort of the reason I watched it, I guess. I mean, I don't particularly like him as an actor, but I saw he was in it. I watched the trailer and it looked kind of interesting. Okay. So I watched half of it yesterday during my lunch break. Well, not half, like about half an hour of it. And then, yeah, I finished watching it this morning. And it was literally one of the shittest movies I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) It's supposed to be like a horror movie. Yeah. So it's a family and the dad gets killed in a car accident and they end up moving to this little town and staying in their, well, the kid's auntie's house. Yeah. It's on the market. So every Sunday they have an open house where people come and see the property and they have to fuck off for like six hours, whatever, while they have this open house. And then all this weird stuff starts happening in the house. And you're like, oh my God, what's going on? Is it paranormal? You know, is it you know, some weird person in the town. There's always red herrings of people being weird in the town. Yeah. Is it the dad's ghost? Who knows? And it was basically a waste of two hours because you get to the end of it (laughs) and it's just a psychopath that that's what he does. Yeah. He goes to houses that are having an open house and then terrorizes the people that live there. Yep. And that's it. That's it. And there wasn't anything that was very scary about it. No. Everything just fell flat. Nothing made sense. 
you just left wondering what the fuck was going on the whole time. It was just it just seemed like it was literally what you said, just a movie where they just filled it with red herrings. Ooh. And then it was at such... the end it's like, Oh, so it was this person, you didn't see them. They were just hiding in the house the whole time. You never see the face of the killer as well. Yeah. Never. And you don't even know who he is. Yeah. He's just some random dude. Yeah. And it just made you feel like at the end you were like Fuck. Yeah. I just wasted two hours of my life. I just watched two people get tortured and die. Yeah. And that's it. That's basically what it was. It was just yeah. like torture porn for no reason. Yeah. Like the acting was actually okay. Mm. Like that kid's not a bad actor. He actually did a lot better in this than he did in that show. Yeah. Because <laughs> he had a bit more emotion to convey than just like being confusion. cold. Yeah. <laughs> being cold. No, I, thought, I actually believe that he was cold. I started feeling cold when I was watching him. He played a good, um, a good blind person. Yeah. See, I actually really identified with that because I'm, you know, very uh, blind. visually challenged myself. Don't yeah. You? Excuse me. Be a bit more PC about that. You can see everything that is visually challenged. You, you can see everything that's exactly one foot in front of your face. Yeah. Well, when I no if I have my no contacts in and I hold my hand out in front of my face, like yeah. as far as it goes, it's blurry. Yeah. So that's how visually challenged I am. But at one point, like, the killer has got him on the ground and he literally pulls his contacts out. I laughed because I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> pulls his contacts out of his eyes. And so he has to run, like, run away from this killer through the forest with no contacts in. Like, he can't see anything. Yeah. And that was the only part where I was like, oh, that's pretty creepy. Like, that's probably one of my worst nightmares is, you know, having to escape from something when I can't see. Yeah. So that was probably the best part of the movie. But for someone who has 20-20 vision, that would have had no impact on them whatsoever. Yeah, it didn't. Exactly, like you. <laughs> Just a perfect vision. I didn't care. Um, but yeah, on IMDb, it's got a 3.3 out of 10, which I think is fairly... Uh, I probably would actually give it a 2. Yeah. Because <laughs> I thought the concept was kind of interesting and the first quarter of the movie was okay. So you reckon a big percentage of that was pity points? Pity extra point? Like, oh, 2 is not very good. Like, everybody showed up for work and stuff. <laughs> So the acting was okay and the concept, the idea was good, but it was just really poorly executed. I don't even know if the idea was very good. It, was just it could like, have been good. Well, it may be on paper. Maybe. But you got to think about it. It's like, okay, so a son and a mother move into this house that's trying to get sold. And then everybody, everybody in the town is unhinged. <laughs> so you think it's everybody, but also the boy's kind of unhinged and the mother's kind of unhinged. So... You make them blame each other for stuff that's happening because, and then make it seem like they don't know if they were the ones who did it. Yeah. And then in the end, it's just like an old dude who you don't see his face and then he murders them. A better version of this movie is that hide and seek. Have you seen that movie? W- wasn't that like a demon? Or no, that was just like a dude who was crazy, I think. I can't even remember how it went, but it just needed a twist like that. Yeah. It should have been more thriller-based and less torture porn. They should have just had a really good twist to chuck in there. Yeah. Like, even if it was the son that was doing everything, that would be a way better movie. Yeah. Or if it was the ghost of his dad, that would be a way better movie. Yeah. They just dropped the ball. Well, they had, like, those other ones where, like, he sees his dad and stuff in the house, but they're just dreams. Yeah, he's only There's, like, lots of bits where he has nightmares as well. Yeah. And that's that's just lazy writing. Yeah. And he's, like, getting sick. For some reason, they don't explain that. Yeah, at one point you were like, oh, it seems like he's been poisoned or something. Yeah. I was like, oh man, maybe there's carbon monoxide in the house. Yeah, that would have been a better movie. That would have been an awesome movie, yeah. They're just freaking out because there's a carbon monoxide leak and they're just forgetting everything. See, we just literally wrote three better movies. Yeah. <laughs> in two minutes. Yeah. And Netflix couldn't come up with anything better than just some 
psycho that goes to open houses and tortures people for no reason. Yeah. Terrible movie. Don't watch it. Yeah, that's a good... Don't watch it out of ten. <laughs> Another terrible movie that's actually good. Sharknado 5. So... Oh. It wasn't very good. Compared when, to the other Sharknado movies. If you've made four versions of this already and you're going for the fifth one, it's got to be better. <laughs> Where would you go with it? This I well, I would have stopped at four. This four was insane. <laughs> four was like, great. What Boulder Nado, Lightning Nado, Fire Nado, Lava Nado, crazy. And that then, movie was great. Yeah, and this one is like, oh, there's an artifact, and if you you need the artifact to stop the Shark Nados or whatever, and they're like, but there hasn't been any for like how long? Not heaps. Like, it was like only a year or something. Yeah, so so it's been a year and there's been no Shark Nados, yeah. and they're like, oh, but if we get this artifact, we can stop the Shark Nados. And then they do, like, an Indiana Jones rip-off. And Indiana Jones is, like, in it, his skeleton, like, he's been killed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they steal his whip and his hat or whatever. Like, that was lame. And then they have to, like, do the counterweight thing to get this artifact, which is, like, a paper mache fin mm. with, like, a green a light. And it was fucking disgusting. The worst prop I've ever seen. <laughs> like, if you're going to bring the same prop out, like, you know, 40 times in this film... Focus on that prop. Yeah, like a spend more bit than harder. five bucks making out of paper mache. Yeah. And then, like, they, but once he takes it off, there's like a rumble, and then there's a Sharknado, but it's like a Sharknado that teleports between other Sharknados across the world. Yeah. And then they're like, their kid is happens to be wearing a helmet, and only a helmet that makes you invincible to Sharknados and sharks. So it's just the kid and them getting teleported around the world. Mm. So they're, they're trying, trying to, to save get this, their son. They're trying to get this kid who's been in a tornado for, like, hours. He's in a tornado for hours, and he's just like, Dad! And he's just, like, <laughs> spinner. It's a fucking tornado. Like, he would have passed out if he was invincible, but he's still spinning around, he would have passed out. Yeah. And then they had the audacity to be like, oh, yeah, to be continued. So it wasn't even a full movie. Yeah. Well, the thing was, they took this artifact, and that's what caused all the Sharknadoes. Yeah. And in the next movie... They have to return the artifact yeah. to stop the Sharknado. So you've made so a movie was... to set up another movie. Yeah. But they were the ones who caused exactly. the Sharknado. They were the ones that caused the whole thing. Oh, God. It definitely was not one of the best Sharknado films. Even the cameos were pretty poor. I, I think... don't even remember them, except for like... Olivia Newton-John. Newton yeah. They must, they they must have paid her a lot yeah. to be in it. Because she was actually... like She had a few lines and stuff. Like Most of the, the cameos... They have, like, one line, then they get eaten by a shark or whatever. Yeah. She was in it for, like, you know, a good couple of scenes. Yeah. So they must have paid her a lot. And a lot the rest of, of like, the cameos were pretty shit. Like, local news ones. They had Carl Stefanovic and yeah. Lisa. That was pretty funny. That was funny. But, like... Because they're the Australian yeah. news readers, in case you don't know. But it felt like more lip service to people in different... Like, they had that UK one. Mm. And it was, like, obviously just, like, morning shows. Like they just went to all the morning shows yeah. from different... Countries, and so that people could be like, "Oh, they're the people from our country." Yeah, exactly. No, service, I, yeah. I did not give it. So for a big percentage of it, you're like, "Oh, there's Carl," and then the rest of it, you just don't care. Yeah, because everybody who's famous, who they paid, you don't know them because they're local personalities. Yeah, exactly. When Sharknado is on number five, and they're using local personalities, <laughs> maybe the one. next one will be better. It might have just been a little slip. Yeah, but the next one is just the movie they paid. They paid to make this movie. Just set up the next movie. Yeah, so they can return the artifact. Yeah, it's dumb. <laughs> they might do better. I still always enjoy a good uh, fake shark chewing on a torso. Well, they had a few funny ones, like when the shark lands and bites the mare's or whoever's leg off, or it slides pie. Yeah. <laughs> but then he's fine, and then he has a girlfriend, and the shark like just lands on her. <laughs> yep. 
Such a so classic weird. Sharknado. It's does. very classic Sharknado. Ta- it's Ta Tari. Yeah, Tari. And her like weird powers. Like she has rocket boosters in this one, and like God, the outfit that she put her in for this film was atrocious. <laughs> Whoever was on the costuming, what the fuck were you doing with Tara Reid's look in this? She was wearing like hot pink everything. Yeah, with like fishnets and I don't even know. It, it was, was weird, bizarre. It was a weird change up. It was bizarre. <laughs> so yeah, Sharknado Five. Unimpressed. Only watch if you've watched all the other ones. Yeah, watch it just for fun. Like, it's always a bit of fun, hey? And what was that other film that you've watched? I did not watch this, but I over wa- to you, Kate. Yeah, I watched Personal Shopper on Netflix. So I watched this because this podcast I listened to called Headcanon. These two dudes, Benjamin Light Marcus Sparks, my favourite podcasters. <laughs> Hello, if you're listening. I'm sure you're not. I'm obsessed with these guys. They did a podcast on this movie. Because they're obsessed with Kristen Stewart and she's in it. Obviously, the woman from the Twilight films. Yep. But she's actually done a lot of good work that's not Twilight related. Well, yeah. She's pretty cool. Like, I like her as an actor and as a person. I like her a lot more than I... The base that she started on of Twilight was really terrible. Mm. So, like, as she's progressed, I'm willing to give her whatever there is. (laughs) She's managed to break out of that. Yeah. And put it behind her, which is pretty cool. Because a lot of these... I guess Jennifer Lawrence sort of did the same thing with The Hunger Games. But the Harry Potter people, like, maybe they haven't really done that so well. Oh, no, like, Daniel... Daniel Radcliffe. He's trying. He had to get naked with a horse on stage to... Yeah. It can be a bit hard, I think, for people to break out of these franchise roles. Like, everyone just knows you as, like, Harry Potter or, you know, Edward Cullen or whatever. Yeah. But, no, she's done pretty good. She made this movie... I think it's a French director... She ended up dating the director after he, they made this film. Ooh. <laughs> what? So just those stories just like always just get to me. Yeah. As if they just feel a bit gross. I know what you mean. Cause Cause it's sort of like, like they're your a, boss. Yeah. Here's a guy who was essentially your boss. He told you what to do. Yeah. Like every day for like what a year maybe. Yeah. And there's a lot of nudity in this film as well. Like she was like topless for like a quarter of this film. Okay. So. So it makes her a bit weirder. So personal shopper. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, it's someone who's essentially, like, your boss or your mentor or whatever in this thing Mm. who told you what to do for a year. I know, it's a bit weird. Anyway, she puts a really good performance in for this film. Very, very strange film. You go into it thinking it's kind of going to be a ghost story, but then it turns into a kind of murder mystery story. And she's, she's like, a medium, so you think it's going to be just ghost story related. Yeah. But then it just goes in all these different directions and you're sort of left not really knowing what's happening. Okay. And it's very much one of those movies where you get to the end and it's your personal interpretation of what you think's happened in the <sighs> film. It's an arty film. I understand those those movies. But usually when it comes to that, you want to have like two, maybe three. Yeah. Right? There's like two, maybe three interpretations because that's how you get people to talk about it. People will be like, I think it's this and then I think it's this. And if you've got more than three... It's a bit convoluted. Yeah, nobody's going to talk about it at all. Because yeah, you can't find somebody I think it was quite good, because it, was, it wasn't like I got to the end and I was like, well, I don't really care what was going on. <laughs> like, I cared. And yeah. I was very engaged the whole film. Hmm. It was a very interesting movie, and I wanted to keep watching it. And then afterwards, you know, I went on Reddit, and I was reading, like, what people thought and what their theories were. And I quite like that about movies and TV, where you can actually get engaged and look at what other people are saying. Yeah. 
So I really liked it. I probably wouldn't watch it again, and I wouldn't recommend it to everyone because I think some people would just be like, well, this is a bunch of wank. <laughs> <laughs> I did the arm movement, then I was like, oh, we're actually not being videoed here. Yeah, that's, that's, you, you have to say wank. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought it was cool. I love Kristen Stewart. She looked banging in this movie. <laughs> that'll be my final. That'll be my final comment. Yeah. <laughs> well, she got to wear some really lovely outfits as well, which is pretty cool. Well, it's a movie called Personal Shopper. You'd hope that she was at least dressed well. Yeah. Well, her own style isn't good, but she tries on all the outfits that she buys for this famous person that she personal shops for. Was she just like the same size as this person? Yeah. This is the same. Well, you know, they're both you know sample size or whatever. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. They're skinny. Yeah, yeah I don't. <laughs> Like a size zero or whatever. Yeah, just keep going. <laughs> Until I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you were like, oh. Like you were confused or No, I was just like, oh. Because I always forget about sample size. Yeah. Because this is what they do. They're just like, oh, here's a person who's unbelievably thin. Yeah. And then we'll make that and then just make that bigger. And that's how we get regular sizes for people. Like, yeah. When you're famous, <laughs> you have to fit into sample size because that's... How you get all the exclusive stuff from designers and that. Because they just make one size of like a custom piece. Zero. And if you don't fit into it, then you can't wear it. And they don't want you to wear it because it won't look perfect on you. It's disgusting, isn't it? <laughs> I think if, when, thanks guys, when we get famous, the... <laughs> no, if you've got the money, yeah, it's a designer and you have pay, like, hey, I'm famous, make it fit. Make it look good. Yeah. We're still going to go Kmart. Because <laughs> yeah, stuff from there. Yeah, well, you know, Steve Jobs and fucking everybody—they wear shit. I wore. <laughs> I wore a lovely dress last weekend that I got from Target. You did. You looked like a babe. It was a lovely little black dress with buttons down it and a little bow. Very nineties, I felt. Yeah, but you were pulling it off. Thank you. Updated nineties. Updated nineties. Yeah. Go. How about that music video I showed this oh, morning? Oh no, no. <laughs> The 90s only music video show this morning. What we was watching. the song that was on where you just like, nah, you turned it oh, I don't even know. I don't even know. It was like it was a way fresh, fresh 17, like a rap group or something. And it was just like five white dudes. And they're just like, listen up, y'all. It's the time. Everything's <laughs> going to be A-OK. And I was like, fuck no. <laughs> there <laughs> like, was some weird thing. stuff going on in yeah. the 90s. Like we, we did like a Twitter Twitter survey to see like whether people liked Pearl Jam or um, the Spice Girls more, and the winner is Pearl Jam. And you're like, no, it's fucking not. <laughs> like people who are watching, like I, I wouldn't say I'm a Spice Girls fan at all. I but am. I grew up in that. You are, but I grew up in that era. More people like the Spice Girls than they did like Pearl Jam. So that's more about the audience for this show. <laughs> Yeah. That was on at, you know, 10 to 11 in the middle of the day on a Saturday. Yeah. The Loop is a very questionable show. It is a very questionable show. Is this a banger? It's like Shannon Oh, yes, it's a banger. Like... And you've got to send a picture of an uh, emoji of salad or, or an emoji sausage. of a sausage to say whether you think it's a, a banger. And then there's a picture of Shannon Knoll showing his tattoo. It's a fucking... <laughs> Southern pe- Cross tattoo. It's a piece of shit. But they play 90s music and occasionally there's something good on. Mm. I do play some all right music. Like, they had... um. Like, boom, shake, shake, shake the room. Oh, they love playing Will Smith. Yeah, they love Will Smith. Will Smith is fucking amazing. Boom, shake, shake, shake the room. <laughs> I love that guy. He never ages. He doesn't. He's a vampire. 
for sure. Well, yeah, that's also possible. That would also explain where Jaden came from. What, the Shadow his Realm? weird fucking... The Shadow, the shadow realm. realm? I don't know. It's time to do 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 Like it's a Yu-Gi-Oh! That's just what came <laughs> to my head. So there's also a TV show that just you've been watching that you're very excited about. New Queer Eyes come out on Netflix, like a new Netflix original show based on obviously on the old Queer Eye for a, for the straight guy for a straight guy. Yeah, pretty sure. Queer Eye for the straight guy. Yeah. But this one's just called Queer Eye. Yeah. Because they actually do makeovers on gay guys as well. And women, isn't it as well? Or... No, I haven't seen any women. Oh. No. There might be later. Mm. When I was talking to you about it, I think I said, oh, maybe there'll be women later. And they just, oh, okay. like, make over whoever, you know, needs help or whatever. But if you don't know, Queer Eye is a show where there's this fab five, these five gay guys who go and they kind of immerse themselves in someone's life who needs help with fashion, culture, lifestyle, like okay. food and, yeah, food and drink, their house. What do you call that when you make decor. up the house? Decor. And grooming. So that's the five things. Mm. Yeah, they just go and help this person out and deck out their house, deck out their clothes, make them look all pretty with their hair and facial hair and stuff to impress their partners. My mum was a big fan of the original. Yeah, you watched the original show, right? Because, yeah. With Carson Kresley. Mum paid for the television, so that's what we did. And yeah, Carson Kresley. I love Carson Kresley. Yeah, he would just make fun of people in front of their face and they didn't understand as well, which was great. But what they used to... It's always weird, and it's the same in this one. They do the same thing, where they're like, here are some outfits, and they show them in, like, one of the outfits, and they're like, oh, here's how you make this one meal that makes you look like a douchebag. And then they are like, oh, and this is how, like, now we're going to renovate your home. So they renovate their home, teach them how to, like, cut their hair, give them one outfit to wear, and give them one thing to cook. <laughs> and no, then they they're like, buy them a whole friends. bunch of wardrobe stuff. I know, I know, stuff. I know they do. But, like, the way that it's portioned at the end... And they're just like, okay, so he's wearing that outfit that they bought and told him was the best one. And he's mm. cooking the food that he would never cook, but mm. they showed him how to cook it that day. And he's just had his hair cut that day. And he's just they've just renovated his house that day. And then he has all his friends over and they're like, oh my God, you look amazing. Because you've had your hair cut and, been, and new clothes and it's been one day. <laughs> the way they pull it together at the end always makes me a bit like, it feels forced. No, I... I have to disagree. Like, I actually think that this show has a lot of substance to it. I'm not saying it doesn't have substance. I'm just saying that, like, at the end, they try to shove, force all of these things in. And it just looks weird because you've already seen all the bits. And then they're like, here's all the bits walk together. I know what you mean. But then you get to see, you know, his family and his friends reacting to it. But I've actually gotten quite emotional watching the show because there's a lot of, like, really lovely moments. They help out this gay guy who hasn't come out to his mum yet. And you kind of see that happen on camera. Yeah. And that's, like, really emotional. They also go and talk to this, like, redneck cop. And there's this whole thing where, like, one of the guys, the gay guys, is African-American. And he, like, has this, like, real heartfelt conversation with this cop about, you know, like, the treatment of African-American people by the police. Yeah. And it's, like, this really important conversation. I was like, oh, shit, that's, like, pretty amazing. And there's, like, religious people who have been brought up to think that being homosexual is wrong. And then they're, like, welcoming these gay people into their home and their lives. And, I don't know, I really like it. It feels like a kind of updated, like, 2018 version where it's, like, talking about issues and... You and I have talked about this already. And I don't want to 
shit on the show <laughs> because I understand what it's going for and I understand what it's trying to do and maybe it does really help these people. Mm. But in the episode you're talking about, you told me that the queer guy who was black was driving the car and he happened to get pulled over by the person who had called them. Yeah, that was pretty to fucked. come and do that's set up. Yeah, so set up. I don't know if the conversations are gonna be set up. No, I know. But what you mean. they feels like they might be with if they're gonna do a fake pullover, they might be fake. And the thing that we had a conversation about before is that the people who need these lessons that they're trying to teach are not watching Queer oh. Eye for the Stray Guy. Yeah, no way. If you're watching Queer Eye, well, sorry, if you're just it's just Queer Eye now, if you're just watching Queer Eye, you are, as you said, gay men. Lefty little, white yeah, women. Yeah, lefty white women. <laughs> That's it. Those are the people who do not need those messages, you know what I mean? I know. So it's just pandering to, like, how you already feel that the world should be. I know. And that's, unfortunately, like a, a lot of these shows, you know? Yep. Even, like, RuPaul's Drag Race, they talk about a lot of issues on there. Mm. But no one's watching that apart from... Yeah, the people who need to people hear those messages are, are not. ...who are into yeah. drag queens and gay culture and stuff, and mm. they have no problem, obviously, yeah. with homosexuality. So the, the only people who are really going to get that message who might need it are, like, the boyfriends of these girls if they force them to watch it. Nobody forces anybody to watch anything nowadays because... Everybody's got, you know, yeah, a phone. Yeah, it's so available. And there's yeah. 50, 50 computers in the house. Exactly. And, like... You can watch whatever you want whenever you want. Everybody's got more than one TV. So, I know. I, I know... I understand. Like, it's a good effort trying to do that. But, like, don't set that shit up. Make it fake. Yeah. But I know that you get into it and you're just like, this is a show and it's not going to affect my life if I accept that this is real. So, I'm I get emotional that. about it. Yeah. But I'm sceptical about a lot of these things. No, I totally... I understand what you're so, saying. Yeah. Anyway, I like it. Yeah, as long as you like it. What should you like? It's it's entertaining and it, yeah, I think it's very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> See, so that's what they're going for is to yeah. make people like you feel good about it. Yeah. So that's a success. Yeah. <laughs> but I just don't like when they package it I'm like they're... i sucked in. Yeah, I just don't like it when they package things like we have a message and we're going to make a real difference mm. when it's like fake. Yeah. Oh. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I don't think we've really watched much other TV. We've just been watching a lot of conspiracy stuff. Yeah, but I don't like it because it's, well, we sort of like it, but it's dumb. We watched one about the music industry. We were like, oh, this is going to be so good. Yeah. And then there was a bit about the doors. Yeah. And there was a bit about the sex pistols. And it was all just a, a crock of shit. Yeah, it is. It's, the show on Netflix, it's called Conspiracies. They, f- they set it up in a certain way where they're like, this is what happened. But conspiracy theorists believe this. Mm. And then they have someone come in and just, like, torch that fucking conspiracy, like, in one second. So, they approach it as if they're trying to cover both sides, but they're not. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's weird. It's really weird. In conspiracy things, I like when you've got, like, conspiracy theorists come in and they're like, oh my god, it's this, and, like, just a crazed person who's just super into it and just believes it 110%. That's good. Yeah, like the alien documentaries. Yeah, exactly. Even though in those they don't say anything, ever. <laughs> and the alien documentaries, it's always... All the ones we watch, they're always like, did this happen? Wait until the end to find out. And then you get to the end after the last, like, fake ad break, and then it's just like, did it happen? We don't know, but we have proof that it might have happened if you decide that it's proof. And you're like, <laughs> I just watched 30 minutes of this. <laughs> get right and you're like, at the end, I'll prove the aliens are real. And then at the end of every episode, it's like, oh, it's up to you, really. Yeah. God. Ah. <laughs> Ah, 
TV. I love you. You're a bitch. I will say we watch a lot of My Kitchen Rules. That's kind of taken over my life. Oh, that's right. My Kitchen Rules. I don't really have much to say about it apart from the fact that I'm already getting sick of the storylines because <laughs> they're just pushing the same shit. They're like, oh, drama makes people watch it. So let's replay this clip of this fight 10 times an episode. Or play it in the ad, like in the middle of the ad break, even though it's just happened. It's <laughs> crazy. It's like Ooh. literally nothing to do with the food anymore. They had a dude who said, I cannot cook. Yeah. Come on the show. Yeah. He literally said that. Yeah. And he can't. He can't. They got eliminated. They were the first team to get eliminated. Yeah. Surprise, surprise, because this guy could not cook. No. He couldn't do anything. He couldn't cut onions or anything. No. Couldn't and anything. even his wife, who we went on the show for, who was apparently supposed to be a great cook, she was fucking terrible as well. Yeah. If you know that you can't cook, let her have a sister or a mum or like yeah. anyone. You don't have to be on TV, mate. So uh, there's been... More like four or five walkouts. Yeah. So far, and there was like <laughs> not four or five, but maybe like there, two. There's three. been there's so there's been two sets of things, and there's been two walkouts on each one so yeah. far. Not like I'm leaving, but they'll like leave and then come back. Mm. And there was one of those in the whole, in the last like three seasons. There's yeah. only one time that somebody yeah. felt like they had to and get up and leave. And it's only been on for like three weeks. It's been on three weeks. <laughs> Fucking dumb. And like they're just pushing the fights. Yeah. And there's this whole thing as well with. This guy who's a truffle farmer, and apparently all the girls are in love with him. Yeah. And that's all the fucking episodes have yeah. been about, is how hot this guy yeah. is, and how this everyone's fighting over him. And This guy's hot, like, and there's two... Give me strength. Like, I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> yeah, there's a hot guy, and there's two evil Russian women. That's it. That's it. <laughs> but the truffle farmer, his sister, is like the best character on the whole show. <laughs> but we don't get to see anything of her, because no. she's overshadowed by her hot brother yeah. that all the women are hitting on and she's actually a fucking queen like whenever she gets to talk in you know the little interviews i'm like oh my god i want to see more of this woman well i loved um when everybody's fighting and they stop and she's like i'm having a great time <laughs> having a great night <laughs> so funny she's so cute i actually love her so much that's yeah. it there's only been one group you don't actually give two shits about anybody at the moment no not there's really. too many people and too many people at the start it's just yeah there's way too many people but I'm sure I'll get more into it when it gets into the actual, like, MKR kitchen. Yeah. You know what we did forget that we've been watching? What? One of our favourite shows in the whole world started up again. Ink Master! Ink Master. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. So season 10? 10, I think, yeah. Season 10 of Ink Master. Ink Master Revenge of the Masters. <laughs> Which is where they've got three Ink Masters. So DJ, who wasn't really an ink, he was half an ink master. Um, Anthony and is that the guy? Steve. Steve. Steve from season two. Pick. Go team Anthony. Just yeah, go team Anthony. Go team Anthony. We we'll love him. He's great. But essentially, they're in charge of these artists, and they've got their team, and they sort of can help them draw and do the tattoos and all that sort of stuff. So far, it's been really good. Oh, so good. Some pretty terrible artists. Some really terrible artists. There's one guy artists. called Little D. He's like a vet, like veteran tattoo artist. He's, He's been, been tattooing for like years. yeah, twenty five years. But he only ever tattoos trad. Yeah. So this competition, obviously, you have to be pretty versatile and do a whole bunch of different styles. Yeah. This guy couldn't do shit. Could do anything. He couldn't even pull solid like lines yeah. in a tattoo. He just would do this weird grey wash stuff. He loved the grey wash. Yeah. yeah. Like season one style tattoos. Yeah, like that um, Statue, Statue of Liberty, Liberty thing he did yeah. that was like zombie or whatever. 
literally no lines in it. It was just grey wash. Yeah. Like, that is going to disappear in two years. Yep. And he just managed to... He was in the bottom three every week, I think. Yeah. And he was safe a couple of times. Finally got eliminated episode five, I think, we're up to. Yeah. But, yeah, he was awful. I feel like they were just keeping him in because he's supposed to be, like, a well-known tattoo artist. Yeah. He was old. Because that's what I said every time. They're like, you've got more experience than any of these guys. And you're like... Yeah, but he's got he more experience. Yeah, yeah, he's got more experience doing one thing. Yeah, and he did a tri tattoo, and it was okay, but it wasn't even that great. No, the other fuckhead in is um, that Josh Payne guy. Yeah, but he's act. He's, he's very good. His tattoos are amazing, but he's actively being a fuckhead. Mm. And he said that he's just like actively doing it. So he's just out to stir the pot mm, because he can because mm. his his art is amazing, and his tattooing skills are amazing. The last episode, he cut somebody. Yeah. Because, well, like, they get ma- You're not supposed to cut anybody. If you don't know about tattooing, if you cut somebody, that is the probably the worst thing you can do other than, like, reusing a needle. Mm. So, basically, he's cut somebody because he had a defective needle, and then he changed it and he went through. And if you cut somebody on Ink Master, that's just, like, you're, you're done. You well, someone home. got sent home the week before for cutting someone. Yeah, you just, you go home. That's it. Mm. Like, you don't stay. And he just explained that to... To them, and it was fine because the tattoo was amazing. Yeah. And then they said, "Oh, but it's cut." So Oliver Peck goes and has a look at it, and he's like, "It's going to be fine. It's going to heal fine. It's yeah. going to be a hundred percent fine." So he's good enough to fuck people up <laughs> <laughs> and just like keep going. So he can be a dickhead. We've got our favorite. I actually can't remember her name. Do you remember her name? I do not, but she is a huge babe. Yeah, she's like. This woman with really long red hair, and she's very cute, and she's a good artist too. She's, she's done some artist. really good stuff. Yeah, I think she's probably got the best chance out of all the women that are there. And she's only been tattooing for two years. Yeah, she's really good. Definitely not the best year for women. Obviously, last no. year was way better. Yeah, I think they already sent like two women home, and there's yeah. not, there wasn't even that many. There's like maybe four at the start. Yeah. I would get tattooed by her. She does like um, it's real artistic like. Looks like paintings, what she does. Everyone keeps saying, oh, she paints the ink in. Dana. 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 Sometimes she doesn't do outlines when she should. Mm. But all of her art is amazing. Mm. Yeah, she's really cool. I hope she does well. But And she's on Team DJ, right? Yeah, Team DJ. Even though the we're going artists. for... We're going for Team Anthony. Because I love Anthony. Because... Yeah, he's cool. Anthony's so nice. Like, he's the nicest one. Oh, yeah. DJ all and Steve are dickheads. They're and dickheads. Anthony is so lovely. Anthony's already got a tattoo for one of his people. Yeah, on his that team. was so crazy. Yeah. I can't remember what the guy's name was, but yeah, his canvas walked out because he's like, well, you're not working with me. You're not doing what I want you to do. So I'm I'm not doing it. That can- guy's canvas is fucking dickhead. Yeah, it was dickhead. I don't know if they cut out some of the stuff. That, yeah. Because the way that it was portrayed at the start was that. The canvas was super difficult, and then he just he and he walked out so fast mm. as well. He was just like I think they cut out stuff. Yeah, he's like I don't have time to do it in color. We can do it in black and gray. Is that okay? And the guy's just like, Yep, I'm open to that. And then he does the picture in back black and gray and comes back, and the guy's like, No, it has to be in color. I told you it has to be in color. And he said, But you said that it could be. In black. And he's just like, Nope, I don't trust you. I'm out of here. And he just left. Then the judges at the end blamed the tattoo artist. Yeah, as they well. said like. So you, there must have been something yeah, that wasn't. Yeah, so he pulled a bait and switch on him, and he was just. But there must he be didn't say anything. Else. He just stood there and took yeah. that. So there must have been some stuff they cut out. But then, yeah, Anthony got a tattoo by him yeah. to uh, basically save him. So he could either tattoo himself or tattoo his coach. Yeah. 
And Anthony was like, yeah, no worries. Tattoo this flower on me. And it came out really nice, actually. He was, Anthony was not happy about it. Oh, I think he liked the tattoo at the he end. He liked like, the tattoo at the end. He wasn't like, happy about doing having it. Get, having to get tattooed, no. He was like, oh, I'm going to have to get tattooed today. And, like, I'm not prepared for it. Like, yeah. if randomly you woke up one day and you're like, oh, you're getting tattooed today, you'd be like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I like, oh, I drank, like, a bottle of wine last night. Like, this is going to be horrible because yeah. I'm hungover. Yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't be fun. Yeah. Or you're not prepped. Like, you haven't had a good meal. Yeah. But I loved it because, like, his top half is, like, covered. Yeah, but he had nothing on his legs. He's got nothing on his legs. So, and then he's getting his legs tattooed and he's just yelling. So there's like all these people getting tattooed at once and Anthony's just like, it hurts. <laughs> and you're like, you are, your like neck down to like your waist is covered, mate. Yeah, but you know, it's when we started, I was like, they're, they're a bit older. It's like um, when Kane talks about when he gets tattooed now, he's like, it fucking hurts. Like, I hate yeah. it. I hate getting tattooed. Like, I love it, but I hate it. It hurts too much. And when you get older, like he's, Kane's like 35. Yeah. When you get older, it just hurts way more. We've got to hurry the fuck up. Exactly. <laughs> you got to go while your skin's thick and, like, tight and stuff, and it's not getting all well, my skin's, wrinkly. Well, my skin's medically thick, so <laughs> should be okay. Well, there you go. I've got another few years. When we oh, get back yeah. from Japan, I'm just going to spend, like, the rest of my bonus on tattoos. I think that's fair enough. I'm going to get my Captain Toad. I'm going to get my Gengar tattoo. Whew. I'm going to get, like, some kind of donut. I'm going to get that little cocktail glass. From Kane. Oh, yeah. Got a whole bunch of stuff I want to get. I want a new TV and a laptop so that I can edit the brand new show, Pilot Error's Pajama Error. Because <laughs> we've got a laptop for making this, but it ain't going to take both of those things. No, this laptop's a piece of crap. Yep. But it's fine for doing this. Yeah. And then, yeah, tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to get next? Oh, mate. It's been such a long time. You should get a little um, Isaac tattoo. I'll get an Isaac tattoo. That's very important to you. <laughs> I play that game all the time. If I was going to get an Isaac tattoo, it would be like an inside of the lip tattoo for Isaac. Why? Because that's like what I'd get. I'd you want to get your lip tattoo? Yeah, I'd get like the brimstone thing like here. Because it's like one of the things is you get brimstone and then you can breathe like a huge fuck off laser like over the whole thing and you basically win the game. No, I don't think everyone would do lip tattoos. It'd be like eight seconds. It's, you know the thing that David Navarro has, like here? It's just that. Oh. So just like, eh, 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 done. <laughs> I mean, probably wouldn't feel that way for me. Why not? And just then I couldn't it. eat any spicy food for like a while. Just get it. But you probably have to pay like a hundred bucks just to get that little thing on your lip oh, that's going to disappear in like a couple of years. Well, maybe I could get like, um, I'll get my hair redone. Yeah. And be like, yep, yeah, yellow. Get, that fixed. get my hair redone and then get that as well. Because that's only two colours, and that'll be an hour. Mm, Done. It's like 180 bucks or something. Yeah. Tattoos are expensive. Yes, they are. I really want to try and get Jack to get a tattoo in Japan. Well, the thing is that in Japan, and I spoke to um, my friend at work, Cam, about this again. Oh, really? And basically, like, people who do the tattoos in Japan, they do Japanese Japanese tattoos. (laughs) So you've got to find someone who does tattoos people who work in tattoo shops apparently work in tattoo shops because they're not educated people <laughs> so they don't speak english, don't speak english. Yeah. so there's like a two no, percent that as well. yeah. and then they only really do tattoos for people in gangs because those are the people who get tattoos <laughs> mm. i think it is quite hard to get a tattoo in japan it'll be very hard yeah i think the only way would be if there's like i don't know an artist on tour in japan for some reason 
because otherwise it's not going to happen. Like, we can't tried, go to any... I tried to research it. Yeah, be almost It's hard to find, like, mm. an artist that, yeah, speaks English. Yeah. And also will do something that's not Japanese. I know, it's I'm like a weird enough, culture but... around, yeah. It's obviously a very um, different culture around tattoos in Japan. Well, we can't go to an onsen when we're there. Yeah, you, um, can't, you can't go to a lot of onsens. Which is fine. I'm happy with that. Yeah. I really want to bathe in a bath that other people have bathed in. <laughs> a nice layer of grease on the top. Good oak. <laughs> That's fine. Like, we can just get tattoo when we get back. It's because it's not like Australia where you can just, like, walk into any shop and be like, oh, tattoo this on me. And they're mm. like, yeah, sweet, no worries. Well, I'm pretty sure there's not going to be, like, a sign in the street that says tattoo. I think it'll be like... Yeah, you have to know where to go. Yeah. So, I don't think we'll be doing that. Yeah. No, I've heard similar things. We should get on to music now. Oh, shit. What? We're on an hour already. Yeah, but the show was only 20 minutes. Yeah, so we don't have that much to say about it. And you can just watch the video anyway. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So, music recently, there's been a few gems, hasn't there? First of all, Fallout Boy brought a new album. How'd you feel about it? Was that sigh? I don't mind it. (laughs) No, I really don't mind it. Like, it's fine. It's not very exciting, though. It's not very Fallout Boy. Probably give it, like, an average score, like, 5 out of 10. It, yeah, it wasn't a bad album at all, but there was no songs I could pick out that I liked. I like the Young and Menace song because it's one of the songs of Body Pump. Okay. So it always just reminds me about, like, pumping iron because, like, the chest track where I'm lying down. And I, can do, <laughs> I can do really good weights on my chest. Okay. So the whole time, just like, I'm pumping iron right now. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I like that one. So you need to attach it to something. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not very good. It was it was fine. I think there'll be a definite sort of market for it or a definite set of people who would really like it. Maybe not for boy fans. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty different. Very it's, poppy. It's very poppy and very electric. Yeah. So two things that Fallout Boy weren't really. So, but now it's a different band. They've gone the Paramore way and just now they're just doing something else. Yeah, they just do what they want. Mate, if I was, yeah, they're famous. Just do whatever. You get bored if you did the same thing for like 20 years. So exactly. I don't blame bands for doing different stuff. And if they, and if they, did they the won't same do thing, it, I'm not going to fucking chastise them for it. If they did the same thing, people would complain anyway. Exactly. So, Everyone complains about everything. Yeah, so fuck it. Do what you want. Speaking of comebacks, France Ferdinand apparently bought out a new album. Take me out! Yeah, I listened to it. Okay. Yeah, I think you told me he was doing a little bit of it. Yeah, I listened to maybe about the first five or six songs. I, I didn't mind it. I, I quite enjoyed... The first song was pretty cool. I can't remember what it was called, but I like that. But yeah, I kind of got a little bit bored after a while. Okay. And it ended up changing artists. So it wasn't like super interesting or intriguing or anything? No, but I was kind of... Like I was at work and I was like doing work at the same time. Okay. So I wasn't really focusing on it. But nothing made your ears perk up... No, you not really. Don't you stop and actually listen? Not really. So I just kind of changed the artist. But I'll definitely listen to it again and pay a bit more attention, I think. Well, it's fair enough. Like, it might be one of those albums that needs a few goes. Exactly. Because some of their things are a bit complicated. Mm. But it was cool. It still had some aspects of, like, old Franz Ferdinand. Obviously, you can't not sound like Franz Ferdinand when you have a singer that sounds like that. Yeah, of course not. Because <laughs> the voice just kind of, like, is, like, nostalgic and you're like, oh. Like, he's got a really cool voice. So that kind of makes it in itself, you know. Just hearing him again, I was like, oh, this is this is nice. Yeah, this is what it was. Yeah. Another new album from an old band. Story of the Year. Let the music take control. 
across this because Void of Vision, who's <laughs> probably one of my favorite bands right now. Yep. I've, I've pretty much exclusively listened to Void of Vision right Understandable, now. Understandable, because uh, if you listen to our last podcast, you should have gone out and listened to Void of Vision already. Yeah, Disturbia. They just brought a new EP called Disturbia. It's fucking awesome. It's pretty um, good. Yeah, if you like hardcore music, go listen to it. They are supporting Story of the Year when they come to Australia. Such a weird yeah. pairing. So random because Story of the Year is like what? Pop punk? Like a pop punk, like going a little bit into hardcore. Yeah. But only very slightly. And Void of Vision is pretty much like. Yeah, it's full blown hardcore, yeah. Hardcore. It's like depressing hardcore. Yeah. So. It's a company. <laughs> yeah, so that's gonna be kind of weird. But I saw that they have a Tory and I was like, I think Josh likes Story of the Year. So I asked you and you were like, yeah, yeah, I used to listen to him when I was a kid. Yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, we might go. It's like $70 though, yeah. tickets. I'll listen to the new album and see what it's like. I listened to it a little bit and we listened to that song yesterday. Show me what you thought was your favourite song on that album. And you were like, oh shit. It sounded very Story of the Year, but it sounded like Story of the Year had aged like 20 years. <laughs> Man, and I was, they were I was very looking tired. at photos of them, like current photos, of them, and I was like, "Holy shit, <laughs> they're pretty old." Yeah, because they are old. Because they were like peaking when I was like thirteen or something. Mm. Like, yeah, I looked up their albums, and their first album came out in like two thousand three or two thousand four or something. Yeah, they're not. It's like a long time. They've ago. been doing this for a while. Like yeah, fourteen years ago. Yeah. So yeah, they must be well into their thirties, if not. Yeah, they'll be forty. Forty so. Yeah, we might go to that. Have a listen to what I think. Yeah. We discovered this new artist, actually, who is pretty fucking cool. So we really like Shane T. Drunk and being sick, I feel like shit. I got to quit. I hope I haven't missed a last chance. I'll be stuck in Anderson Wick. With a voice across the platform shouting, lightweight prick. I'm a featherweight champion. She to get pissed. Which can't be ever heard Shane T. You should, you should do that. It's not like a lot of other things, but... What do you even it's call great. that genre? That's, I don't know. It's like English rap, but mixed with a bunch of other stuff. It's strange, and all the songs are different as well. There's nothing you can really relate it to, but you should definitely all check out Jamie T. genre mashup kind of thing. Yeah, you should definitely check out Jamie T. He's an amazing musician. Gonna... That's all right. You're talking about Jamie T, you got to crack a bit. <laughs> but yeah, so we're really, really into Jamie T. Yeah, and this kid... We ended up turning on, I think it was Rage. Yeah, Rage, at like, Rage. <laughs> at like one in the morning. Yeah. And there was this, you know, young English dude just like running around and spouting his shit. Yeah. I'm like, man, this guy's pretty cool. This music sounds awesome. And it came up at the end, you know, it comes up with a little caption like, yeah. Youngblood. I'm like, cool. So I looked him up on Spotify and like downloaded all of his music. Youngblood spelt Y-U-N-G. B L U D. Yeah. Youngblood. <laughs> yeah. Youngblood. So he's. What part of England is that? Like northern. Yeah. Like a northern English person. Yeah. So he talks all like. I can't really do the accent. <laughs> It's, it's, you don't need but to. But it's like, um, you know, Arctic Monkeys, the dude from Arctic Monkeys. Yeah. Alex Turner. Mm. Alex Turner apparently is Youngblood's, like, mm. idol. Yeah. And also kind of Ollie Sykes sounds like that as well. It's a bit chavvy. Yeah. Like, fucking 
Yeah. <laughs> Fucking chav. Yeah, like that. it's a little bit chavy, but not like incoherent. Yeah. And it sounds really cool with this kind of music. Yeah, it does. Like if you're just kind of like sing rapping yeah. over music, like like over indie beats, it yeah. just sounds perfect. Yeah, probably Like indie if beats. you have that accent, that's what music you should make because it sounds perfect. I think if you have that, that accent, you could just do whatever <laughs> do you want. Do whatever you want and people will just be like, yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. And the songs are really topical. Yeah. He wrote the song about, basically about date rape, right? Yeah, it's essentially about a girl goes to a bar. I think, I don't remember, like, specifically, but she goes to a bar, she gets too drunk, mm. and then some guy just, like, takes her home with him, even though she's too drunk to really say no or, like, Exactly. Get so away it's all about consent. Yeah. And then her boyfriend, like, breaks up with her and basically ruins her life mm. because she was essentially raped by mm. someone. And she tries to explain it, and he's like, oh, no, you're just a slag or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, um, I got raped because I couldn't consent. Yeah. So it's basically a song addressing the person who did that to her. Yeah. I think the main chorus line is, leave it alone, mate, she don't want to go home with you or something yeah. like that. Yeah, but that's like a super, it's a super on-topic thing. It's just like men go and they prey on these women. Mm. They're like, oh, that, you know, she's dancing a bit, you know, crazy and she's stumbling everywhere. Like, she can't walk, she can't talk. I'm going to prey on her. And I'm going to be able to take advantage of her and have sex with her, even though she can't even yeah. fucking talk. Well, there'll be guys who go to bars and clubs at... And that's what they do. Yeah, they wouldn't go in until, like, yeah. just before a lockout or whatever. Exactly. And then they just find the drunk as women. It's fucking they're... disgusting. It's not yeah. acceptable. No. And I think it's great that he's, you know, putting this in a... Because other songs, they're quite political as well. Yeah. But they're very much more like upbeat and fun, like larrikin, you know. Yeah. And this song is like so serious, and it's yeah. just like, listen up, people, this is not cool. Yeah. And that's happening a lot more in music now with like young dudes, and that's yeah. what we fucking need. Yeah. So when we were talking about um, Pow yeah. and the dude at the festival, and he was talking about that like toxic mas- masculinity and looking after women at live music and stuff. Yeah. It's the same thing, and it's so important. For everyone to speak up and talk about this stuff. But the sad thing is, this is a kid. He's 19. He's 19. And he already is just like, this is fucked. He's aware of it. This is fucked. And this is fucked. And this is happening. Yeah. And you can't, like, what's he going to do? This. Yeah. And I've already heard this song on Triple J a few times. Yeah, it's out on Triple J. Because it's not only a fantastic message, but it's a a great song. Yeah, it's a cool song. Um, Apparently, that other song, uh, that Tim pan boy or whatever yeah. that's about some cool area being made into like a hip it's rich getting, person getting place yeah gentrified yeah. that's kind of interesting and then another song was about some story well, there was like, one about like um the monarchy they had just talking down to it was just like i don't have any money not because of something that i've done just because of the social situation i find myself yeah you make decisions for me and you talk down to me even though I don't have any control of where I am. Stuff like that. Cause, like, he talks about really of, interesting stuff. Yeah. Well, there's people who live in England who live on the... Like council flats yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And not like... not like they have, We have council flats in Australia, but the level at which living in a council flat begins in Australia versus in England is very different. Mm. Yeah. Like, it's crazy how insightful he, he is for mm. a 19-year-old kid. Yeah. It's really important. Like, so, check it out. Yeah. Get on him. Like, uh, hopefully he comes and tours soon. I think he was in Australia last year, actually, but we didn't really know about him then. No. He'll come back. Yeah. I, mean, I think he's starting to get pretty big, so. Dope. Yeah. 
You got a bit of a uh, bit of music gossip. Gossip. What Slipknot? Oh, I read on music feeds. Mm. I do like to um, peruse musicfeeds.com.au. Peruse. Yeah. I saw this article about Corey Taylor, the singer of Slipknot and oh, Stone hero. Sour. <laughs> yeah, Josh's favorite person in the world. <laughs> when are you going to get your Corey tattoo? When I can find someone I trust to do it. Yeah, you're gonna have to get someone that's really good at portraits. Yeah. Yeah, so I read this article. Apparently, he's just been given six songs by the rest of the band, Slipknot. Yep. And he's started writing lyrics for three songs. So it looks like a new Slipknot album is in the works. I didn't realise that the last album they brought out was fucking ages ago, like 2014 or something. The Great Chapter? Yeah. Yeah, it was a while ago. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but it was fucking ages ago. It was a while. It was before we were together. It's like four years ago. Oh, it would have been we would have been together, but it was like not that long after we started dating. Yeah, crazy. So hopefully we'll get some new music from them soon. But it seems like it's very much in the early stages, so it probably won't be till at least next year, if not the year after. Yeah, I don't care. I'll wait. <laughs> yeah, now that would be great because then they might tour again, which would be pretty cool. Yeah, it's good that they've all written something because mm. before Paul, I love you, Paul. <laughs> Before all the stuff happened with Paul, he used to, him and Joey, and they used to just write like a big chunk of the songs. Yeah. Because well, him and Joey and Clown used to write a huge chunk of the mm. songs because Paul used to play like guitar and bass, and he was he started playing guitar, and he was a really good guitarist, and he just joined the band as a bass player because that was what they wanted. Yeah. And he kicked everybody out and like brought in new people, <laughs> and then he made the band. He used to write like a big chunk of the songs, and like Paul's bad depression was like what they used to translate into music so that's all and like now the music sounds quite different to what it did before yeah so it's good that like they've all come with their different views and like tried to put it into the band instead of just because now the paul's gone you can't try to make paul's music which is i think what they tried to do for the great chapter was make some stuff dedicated to him that was like in the spirit of what he used to make and i love paul and paul's like, one of my fucking heroes. R.I.P. And now that that's happened, I think that now they can... And, jo- like, Joey, the thing happened with Joey, is Joey's got something. Yeah, so he can't, like, So he drum- can't play drums anymore. Yeah. So now I think they can focus on it being, like, a new band. But Clown was going to leave as well. Is that a thing? Uh, his dad died. That's right, because so he didn't... He... When he when they toured, he didn't come. No, because his dad, his dad died. Yeah. And, like... You know, Paul died and Joey let. Well, Joe got kicked out, yeah. and then they because they thought he was on drugs, and then they found out that he had the medical problems, and they apologized and all yeah. that sort of stuff. And now it's all good, apparently. And then yeah, Clown's dad. So you just be like, holy shit, I've got to stop. And like, it's not like I think that's why Corey was just like, oh, I'm gonna focus on Stones out for a bit. Yeah. Do that album tour with them. Yeah. And then now they're like finally ready to do come it. back yeah. and do it. But like, Corey made a hair metal album. <laughs> So like, <laughs> it's good, man. It's a great. It's so funny. Undergrad. Like, yeah, there's parts where he makes fun of the genre that he is in love with and stuff. It's brilliant. The brilliant album. Go check it out if you haven't. <laughs> I yeah, I thought maybe, but maybe this is going to be the the last last hurrah. Oh, that'd be so sad. We'll always have them. We'll always have the albums. I know. That's <laughs> that's what I always say. Like you know, you not lose so many bands, but lots of bands break up and they decide to stop making music and. You've always got their back catalogue. Yeah. There's always music there. Like, it sucks they're not bringing out new music, but you've always got it. They would understand, like, better than most fans, Slipknot would understand that 
you don't make it just because. Hmm. They're exactly. like making music exactly. for something. Yeah. 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 And, and that's if really they're not, important if they're not getting it and the music isn't good, don't make it. Yeah. If you're not achieving what you're trying to achieve, don't do it. It's no point because it's fake. And Corey is like crazy about that sort of stuff as well. He's just like, don't fuck around. No matter who, well, Corey says, no matter who you are, you're not amazing. Corey's fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, music is like art. And if you don't have something to say and you don't have something to try to convey, what are you doing? Exactly. Don't be a dickhead. So, exactly. So it might be coming to the end, but that's fine. <laughs> so I will still love you guys. Sure. I still listen to it in the car when I'm 70 or whatever. <laughs> Before they take my license away, it was just like my last my last drive. <laughs> I'll play Duality really loud with the window though. Wouldn't doubt it. Shall we move on to the main event? So we covered the end of the fucking world today. We did. Is this a Net- yeah, Netflix original? Yeah. Um, came out last year. Everyone's been telling us to watch it. Yep. Basically... About a psychopath. Well, why don't you read the synopsis? Okay. <laughs> That'll be better. Might be a shit synopsis or might be written terribly. That always gets a good laugh. James is 17 and is pretty sure he is a psychopath. Alyssa, also 17, is the cool and moody new girl at school. The pair make a connection and she persuades him to embark on a road trip in search of her real father. Oh, I didn't realise that was what the road trip was going to be about. Maybe that's episode two. Yeah, Maybe well, we, we didn't get that in the pilot. No. It's a very short pilot, so it's understandable. 18 minutes. 18 minutes. So short. It was so short. We were so shocked by how short it was. It's only eight episodes as well. Yeah. So it's like, what, two and a half hours of television. Yep. So we might smash it out after this. Why not? Just watch the rest of it. Fuck yeah. Well, that answers that question. Yeah. Would you continue watching it? Yeah, I didn't want to stop watching it. Exactly. I think, for what it is, I think it's a long enough... To make you just be like, yep. Yeah. yeah, because it's so short. You're like, yep, next one, next one, next one. Yeah. Everyone I've spoken to has pretty much binged it. Yeah. It's like a real binge-worthy well, it's show. it's two and a half hours. Yeah. It's not. It's and, super if, and that's with credits and everything. Like, you take that out, mm. it's probably two. And yeah. Then... And it's like Netflix original. It's all there in one go. You don't yeah. have to wait a week to watch the next episode or whatever. No. I can tell why it's short. Because it feels... It doesn't feel rushed. You know what I mean? It's like... It's supposed to be chaotic, I think. But they've cut out a lot of the middle shit and they've like overlaid a lot of it mm. on top of itself, which like not in a jarring way or a disturbing way, like really seamlessly, but just to make it shorter, I think, just to fit it in the 20 minutes because you yeah. can't have like nothing happen. I think I mentioned when we were watching it, I was like, wow, this kind of just ramped up straight away. Yeah, it's just like, hi, I'm a psycho. I kill animals in like the first two minutes of the thing. Yeah, in the first two minutes, he's, like, slitting the throat of a cat. And yeah. you're like, oh, okay. It's pretty full on. Yeah, it was crazy. It just went straight into it. Yeah. Which is good. So we've got... It's basically, there's not very many characters in this so far. You've got James, obviously, who's the main character, played by Alex Lawther. And Alyssa's played by Jessica Barden. The only other characters we saw were the parents, really. Yeah. So James's really, yeah. dad, Phil, and then... Yeah, that weird stepdad yeah, of Alyssa. Yeah, the creepy stepdad. Tony, and I think her mom is called Gwen. Those are the only characters we really see. Yeah, and then like her friend, her weird friends at high school who they sent her something like, well, she was sitting right there and made her so angry she smashed her phone. Yeah, I really like her character. She's very interesting. Yeah, and she's very intense, so it's really good. But I like their interactions were believably insane. 
How about that kiss, though? Oh, the, the kisses is fucking terrible. But I just meant, like, their first interaction is like, oh, I've seen you skateboard. He's like, yep. It's like, you're fucking shit. He's like, fuck off. And you're like, <laughs> that is exactly how that conversation would go. Exactly. Like, and that's a joke. Like, they made a joke to each other, like, ribbing each other, giving each other shit. And then they basically make out two minutes later. Yeah, well, she makes out with his closed face. Oh, that's so <laughs> gross. It's so gross. And then later she's just like, are you going to go down on me? And then it's just like, why would you want that? You, you were just like, why would she want that? Like, does she not remember? Yeah. Did you not see how he kissed you or not kissed you? Why would you want him to do that? (laughs) The whole pilot is just them meeting, basically. They kind of just want something out of each other. Like, she's bored. Yeah. So she's like, I'm going to go hook up with this weird kid. Yeah. And he's like, hmm, I kind of want to kill someone. Yeah. I'm going to pretend I like this weird girl so I can kill her. Exactly. So they meet. They've both got pretty weird parents. James's dad's like a bit of a loser. Like he yeah. seems all right. He's but... he's nice. I think he's un unequipped to take care of a kid. Oh, he doesn't know what's so going on. He treats him more like a friend. Yeah. But then he's also crazy. <laughs> so like he's a psycho, like a mm. he, a literal psychopath. And how's that guy supposed to deal with that? Like he's got two things. Makes a weird joke about the queen, <laughs> and then, which you laughed at, which is I disgusting. Couldn't believe you laughed at that. And then... Why doesn't the queen wave with this hand? Because it's my hand. <laughs> I liked it. That's bad. And then he, like, cheeses her toast with his beer. And I then and then he gets punched out. Yeah. And that's, like, his whole thing. And then on the other hand, Alyssa's parents. So she's got her mum and her stepdad. And her stepdad's a fucking creeper. He was in it two times. He was in two times. And he didn't speak the first time. But she just mentioned something that he said. Which is fucked. And then we see him the second time, and about two seconds in, that was all it took for you to know, like, this is a creepy guy. He's probably, like, going to take advantage of her if he gives an opportunity. They have, like, one shot of her mum, and then you're just like, yep, so he's hitting on the daughter, and the mum is mad at the daughter about it for some reason. And you're just like, the way they set it up was so fast and so smooth, Mm. and you never had any doubts. Exactly. Subtle, but that's all you needed. Yeah, but perfect. Yeah. So you get set up with these two kids... And their home lives. And they're both basically just like, fuck this, let's run away. Which is understandable. And you can kind of believe that. Yeah. Like, she wants to get away from her creepy stepdad. Mm. And he's like, oh yeah, I want to murder this girl, so I'm going to go on a road trip with her so I can kill her. <laughs> yeah, they set off on this, they steal James's dad's car. Yeah. So James, like, punches out his dad. Yeah. Which I think was very unnecessary, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, he didn't do anything. But he said about three times before that, I want to punch my dad out. Yeah. So I wasn't very surprised when he did that. No. And then they steal his car and they just drive off into the the distance. And yeah. that's it. That's the episode. I really thought that, that, would, that could be the end of the entire show. Because the dad would just call the cops and be like, oh, my son stole my car. This is a license plate. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Cops pick him up. He's not going to be able to, like, charm his way out of it. And neither is she. I'm sure there's going to be some like yeah explanation of what they do to kind of cover their tracks and stuff in sure. the next couple episodes. But I hope it's not just like they're in the car and then they just stay in that car. <laughs> yeah. No, that would be silly. Really good so far. Like, I really just wanted to keep watching it. Mm, it really pulls you in straight away. Because mm. the, the like, characters are just so interesting. Yeah. And they've set everybody up. I don't understand. Well, I mentioned it at the start. It's just like, why do all psychopaths and sociopaths look just tired all the time? <laughs> but... That's what people think they look like, so that's what he looks like. But the characters are really believably weird, mm. so I don't really know. Yeah, they seem very real. Yeah. You don't really know where to go with it. It's not like a 
a psycho with a heart of gold. <laughs> it's like, no, he is just this character and mm. she is just this character and mm. there's no questions. Mm. Which is really good for a show like this and you need to do it because it's 20 minutes long. Yeah. you got to fit a, fit a lot of character development into two and a half hours of television. But they have like them and then they have like one or two clips of them as kids and that's like their entire personality explained. Mm-hmm. Oh, they look so creepy as kids. How they also that? look creepy as kids. But they just nail this show. Let's nail it. Yeah. That's what I've heard from people that like just pulls you in straight away and it's super enjoyable and What did it get on IMDb? Eight point three from forty five thousand reviews. Forty four that's pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad at all. I think eight point three is very good. So obviously we're gonna keep watching this. Um did you wanna go into some ratings? Because I, I think we pretty much covered everything in the show. It's very short. Yeah. <laughs> so characters? Ten. Ten. Yep. yep. I, I actually love Alyssa so much. <laughs> it's been... You've seen her for 10 minutes. Yeah, and all of her lines... A genius. Her, yeah, it's just... The script is really cool. There's no wasted time. Yeah. It's genius. Characters 10 out of 10. What would you give it? Oh, yeah, 10. Because it's been 20 minutes. I know what everybody wants, everybody thinks, everybody feels. I know exactly who they very are clever. and how they react to most situations. Very, very 20 clever. minutes. Awesome. Who wrote this? Charlie Cavell. This used to be a comic book. He wrote Humans as well, Charlie Cavell. Peep Show, Misfits, The Inbetweeners. Mate, no wonder this guy's a good writer. <laughs> yeah, he written episodes. Yeah, but still. Okay, so he like seems like he's a pretty well-known like English writer. Yeah. Yeah, characters, what else is there? Just look, you know, like how it feels. How and how it feels. Yeah. It's like, good. Yeah, it's going really fast the whole time. But it's not jarring or off-putting. Exactly. And they've layered all the bits on top of each other so that the speed doesn't get confused. Yeah. It's really good. And i got to say, like, I wasn't really focusing on that because I was just so drawn in by the characters. I don't think I even thought about anything else. Is that good or...? That's <laughs> probably not since what you do is review TV shows. I know, but I, was just so, <laughs> but I was just so into it that I would just... Was just listening to what they had to say, and maybe we should have watched it twice. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But you didn't notice it, so. Oh yeah, no, it looked cool. Oh, I quite liked how it was filmed. Actually, it was like a lot of close-ups of faces and stuff. The girl has such a pretty face. She's so interesting looking. She's got like heaps of freckles and stuff, and really lovely eyes. <laughs> All right. Well, costuming, basic, but like there, doesn't yeah. think it's supposed to do. Yeah, it's good. It's the script good. was it's fucking It's good. Cool. It's good. It's good out of the ten. The script is really good. Ten out of ten script. Ten out of ten script. Yeah. Overall, I feel like I can't really give it a ten, but I'll give it like a nine point five. So far, yeah. Do you think that it's gonna develop into something? Like, is he gonna murder her? There's um, definitely gonna be something awesome that happens. They're on a road trip. Anything can happen. <laughs> yeah, but it's gonna be like he That's actually the great finds thing. feelings for her. Or... Maybe. I mean, anything could happen. It's That's what's so good about the end of this pilot. It's so open. Yeah. It's not like they're just, you know, hanging out in the town and, like, going to high school and, you know, dealing with their families. They're fucking on the road. Anything can happen. <laughs> just threw your arms up in with passion, man. <laughs> Call back to your life. <laughs> on the road, anything can happen. <laughs> no, I haven't ever been on a, what's the word, spontaneous road trip. You hate driving. I like being the passenger, though. I could have been driven on a spontaneous road trip. Maybe. But I haven't. No. <laughs> anyway, remember Preacher? Yes. And the first whole season of that is setting them up to go on a road trip. And then they go after an entire season. 
This sets it up after one ep. Yeah. 18 minutes. 18 minutes. We're just harping on about how short it was. This is very short. I was thinking, like, why didn't they make this as a movie? Because it seems like they probably could have. But then maybe it wouldn't have been so captivating. I don't think you can run it at this at the speed it goes. If for, it was a film, yeah. yeah You'd have hours. to pace it out. There has to be lulls so that, mm-hmm. like, people like, can Act down. one, act two, act yeah. three. Whereas this, they can just be like, bam, 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 bam. Next episode. The whole time. And you get a break. Like The Good Place. The credits. Yeah, like The Good Place. Yeah. It's, all, it's always doing That's something. That's only 20 minutes as well. Yeah. It's always going. That's interesting how a lot of the shows that we've seen lately that we've really enjoyed have been, like, super short. Yeah, because we, everybody went through a fad of the shows being, like, 40-minute minimum. Yeah, and like, the first episode is always an hour to introduce everything. Yeah, like Game of Thrones. All those episodes are, like, an hour long. I don't you like Game it. of Thrones, but that's yeah. well, You're watching it and you're like, oh man, this must almost be over and there's still 40 minutes to go and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. I guess the only exception would be Black Mirror because that's fucking amazing, even though some of the episodes were an hour and a half. But they're all different things. Yeah. It's not like you're watching the same thing yeah. over and over again. So I don't think they count. But maybe it's just refreshing. Yeah. Some of the short things. Yeah. But it reminds me of, um, what's that, that other English show that we watched about like demons and there's those two Number girls. nine. No. Not recently. Crazy Head. Crazy Head, yeah. And it sort of reminds me of that. Yeah, sure. Because it's sort of trying to go in the same direction as that. Like, short and succinct and It's like a quick, drama, but it's also but funny. It's funny. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It sort of yeah, reminds me of that. one of those weird shows that's two very polarizing genres mashed together, but it works. Yeah. Yeah, I like that kind of stuff. I mean, we always like mashups. TV, movies, music. Whatever. Alcohol. Smash it together. <laughs> Alcohol. <laughs> We've got fancy soundproofing in our studio. We do. We've got two whole pieces of foam on the wall. <laughs> do you think it even does anything? No. It's just for we need visual it, effect. We need it over there and over there. You need to feel like the center of each wall with it at about head height. I'm and surprised the um, real is... estate agent didn't say anything about this. Why? They're on. Th- it's on three ends. Like just rip it down. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but there's always like instruments in here, so maybe she thought we were recording music. Maybe. Any other thoughts about the show? No, I'm just pretty keen to see what happens next because, yeah, anything could happen. It's good. Watch it. Let's do this. Thanks for coming, guys. <laughs> Make my own theme music. Yeah, don't do that. Why not? We've already got some <laughs> awesome thing that I played. All right, well, you can contact us on Instagram, search Pilot Error Podcast, or Twitter at Pilot Error Pod. Also, we've still got that Facebook going. Just search um, Pilot Era Podcast on Facebook. You'll be able to find us. Leave us a message. Tell us that we're good. Tell us that we're shit. Whatever. And we'll talk to you next time. Do we know what we're going to do next time? Oh, uh, Altered Carbon. Oh, yes. We will definitely do Altered Carbon next. Because Kate really wants to watch Altered Carbon. Well, everyone's been telling me to watch that as well. <laughs> if, whenever I talk to him, I was like, I've watched the, the fucking world. I've watched Altered Carbon. <sighs> well, now we've watched the end of the fucking world, everybody. So calm yeah. your tits. Everyone can just leave me alone yep and next week we'll have everybody on our side again when are we even going to record next in two weeks because then we're going to be in japan yeah but we'll have we'll take the video camera we'll do a little vlog while we're in japan okay <laughs> you'll get to meet jack as well you sure will so thanks for coming guys and we'll talk to you about it next time hopefully it won't fizzle out <laughs> like it did today what <laughs> that's good quality content mate mate Bye. Later, guys.